Credit Suisse faces share price turbulence as fear sweeps the market. Shaky share issuances can sink banks. The disastrous attempt by Silicon Valley Bank SVB to raise capital proved as much. On March 15th, Credit Suisse found that shaky shareholders can do lots of damage, too. Saudi National Bank, the firm's biggest shareholder, appears to be suffering a bad case of buyer's remorse. Quizzed about any further investment in Credit Suisse, the response from the Saudi bank's chairman was brutal, absolutely not, for many reasons outside the simplest reason, which is regulatory and statutory. Investors ran for cover. Credit Suisse's share price plunged by a quarter to its lowest ever level, other European banks took a knock as well. Reports swirled that financial institutions were examining their exposure to the bank. By the end of the day Swiss regulators had released a statement saying that Credit Suisse met the capital and liquidity requirements applicable to big banks, but that they would offer the bank support if needed. In the early hours of March 16, Credit Suisse said it would borrow up to SFR 50 BN, $54 billion, from the central bank and buy back debt. This prompted some recovery in its share price. Investors are unlikely to lose their shirts. Yet they have plenty of reason to grumble. Multi-billion dollar losses from Credit Suisse's dealings with Archegos Capital, a family office that collapsed in 2021, and Greensill Capital, a supply chain finance firm that also imploded that year, are near the top of the list. Last year, clients withdrew cash from every corner of the bank. It was all too much for one long-term shareholder, Harris Associates, an investment firm, sold the last of its shares. Newer owners have experienced their share of woes. On March 9, Credit Suisse announced a delay in the publication of its annual report owing to a last-minute call from the Securities and Exchange Commission, America's main financial regulator. The accounting issues in question are nothing major, but the firm's confession of material weaknesses in its financial reporting system is hardly likely to have reassured investors. When shareholders finally got their hands on the report on March 14, it made for grim reading. At the end of 2022 Credit Suisse posted its fifth consecutive quarterly loss. Raising SFR4BN late last year repaired the bank's common equity to risk-weighted assets ratio, a crucial indicator of a bank's capital strength. The figure now stands at a respectable 14.1%, up from 12.6% at the end of September. But few expected to hold steady as the bank embarks on an ambitious restructuring program and simultaneously attempts to reverse uncomfortable outflows of client cash. Plugging this cash gash is the immediate problem. Assets managed by the Wealth Management Division fell from SFR740BN at the end of 2021 to just over SFR540BN in 2022, as bankers failed to convince ultra-rich clients to park their money with Credit Suisse. Little reprieve was found in the domestic Swiss bank, normally the cash cow of the business. Total outflows amounted to 8% of assets under management in the fourth quarter, obliging the bank to use its liquidity buffers. Although Ulrich Korner, Credit Suisse's chief executive, hopes to trim the cost base and restructure its investment bank, more pain could lie ahead. The remodeled investment bank, called CS First Boston, will revolve around Michael Klein, a deal-making supremo. He had served on Credit Suisse's board of directors until October 2022. In February, the bank bought his boutique advisory shop for $175 million. 
There are reasons to take the intention to build a big boutique investment bank seriously. Credit Suisse has long excelled in advising on corporate buyouts, which will eventually recover after a frosty 2022. Giving senior managers equity in the business is a reasonable way to attract dealmakers. But those preparing for the leap will this week probably have decided to pause in order to assess the damage. In the event of a catastrophic run, which now seems unlikely, few doubt the Swiss state would come to the rescue of half of the country's beloved banking duopoly. One option is a tie-up with Credit Suisse's better-behaved compatriot, UBS. Such a rescue mission would have a weak commercial logic, however, and involve considerable turbulence. As with Credit Suisse's current plans, its success would be far from guaranteed. For more expert analysis of the biggest stories in economics, finance and markets, sign up to Money Talks, our weekly subscriber-only newsletter.